Welcome back to another edition of the Walker AC Experience for July 31st, the end of the month. This is a twofer, folks. No, this is not deja vu or vuja day. You heard us yesterday. You're going to hear us again today because we're on the makeup tour. Not that prom night weird thing, but we're on the makeup tour to keep everybody happy and to keep you going for just another little bonus show. I'm your host, Walker AC, and to you, my friends, yes, you are my friends. This is the experience, and with me in this lovely festival of fun and happiness and education, we're going to solve another world problem. That's what we do. We're going to do it for free. We're not going to charge anything for us to instill our wisdom on you. I know. Please, you're welcome. And introduce to you my co-host, the one of the hosts of the famous podcast, Cereal and Beer, my good friend and yours, Kevin Yu. Hey, Kevin, how's it going? Hey, we're doing the back-to-back. We're doing the double-header. You and the old Bogo. We're here for you. <laughs> yes, yes, we are indeed. I mean, our previous show was a good one, and I think we can definitely make another one happy. Uh, how is life in the world of uh, Kevin Yu treating you? Hmm, let's see. I'm still coughing. Um, uh, until I'm basically playing whack-a-mole with the various life's problems. It's like, oh, look. Here's something that came back to haunt me from 10 years ago. I'm like, huh, thank you, financial institutions. <laughs> so, but, you know, as we say, you know, keep the perspective going, you know, things are going to be okay. You know, you keep trying, you know, it's one day at a time and, you know, keep on marching and that's a success in itself already. Yes, we wake up and the hard part's over. So we keep moving on. We try not to take things too seriously because once we do life isn't fun anymore and the whole point of life is having fun having a good time we always get lost in the woods for that path to happiness but not to rehash what we talked about the last show this show i think we have a little format going on so we're going to talk a little bit about technology we're kind of bounce things off of one another and kevin you my co-host by all means go first thank you so i'd like to start off this conversation about technology and positivity with uh, commenting on this series called Black Mirror on Netflix. It is amazing. It is on its setting fourth season and the theme of the show is um, how um, there's a relationship between humanity and, and technology and this show gets real dark but there's some really interesting episodes thought provoking. You've got issues such as how social media um, can force people to do things or or the possibilities of virtual reality or issues such as cloning or issues such as just surveillance it is uh, if you're a fan of sci-fi if you're a fan of just psychology it's like psycho um, horror 
It's amazing. I highly recommend it. So, Asian, have you ever seen this series? No, I have not. Uh, my sister has talked about it. Various people in my inner circle have talked about it. But I've never had the opportunity to really sit down and watch it. Um, now, since you are one of many that recommend it, uh, on my next day off, whenever that may be, uh, I will sit down and I will binge watch it and give it a shot. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I've been stuck in a rut watching um, certain favorite shows on repeat. So I definitely need something new. So tell me more about it and uh, I want to give it a shot. Absolutely. There's, you know, each episode is self-contained. And there's like a Christmas special. Um, the first episode of the whole series, like, I'm like, man, you guys should have put this at the very first one. So be forewarned. It's like, uh, I don't think that's a, it's a, it's a hard shot in the stomach. It's like, oof. But uh, there's a lot of good actors in it. Um, me being out of the loop, I'm like, oh, that person's good. I wonder who that is. So you might run into that, or or maybe you might be like, hey, that's somebody I know from another show. So um, it's just going there not knowing anything. That's definitely the way to do it, because there's just some like things that happen. And then the newest newest um, season, like there's one episode where I was completely blown away. I'm like, what do you mean this is what it's about? <laughs> like in the <laughs> like you know in like the a core like three quarters way through like i never saw like oh man you guys completely fooled me i thought this was you know it was one thing and it completely changed it up on me and so that was a really interesting shock and so i really enjoyed that episode but um you know i'm just not trying to spoil nothing but um it's been a while since i've seen um uh, a really interesting kind of sci-fi show because i get i just kind of like I enjoy how it's kind of, um, eh. I like it, like, I, the way I like, um, another series called, um, Habit of Curiosities. I feel like they're both, um, like the Tales of the Dark Side or Deal and Crypt without pulling punches, without the kind of, uh, kind of sort of morality lesson. It's like, shit happens to, to, <laughs> to us all. The rain falls on the just and unjust alike. So that's why I like these shows. It's like, well, so you never know what you get. Now, with this show, uh, is there is there more than one season, or just one season starting off, or? Um, well, there's four. Oh, four seasons. Oh, okay. Yes, and so yeah, some of the stories take place, you know, in a more like UK setting, and some take more in the place in like an American setting. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> So now, now without giving away too much, what are the pros and what are the cons on this uh, t uh, on the series so far, in your opinion? Well, I think you gotta be able to, I guess, have a stomach for darkness. You know, it's not about oh everything's gonna work out at the end. Sometimes it doesn't, and so if you are a person that it's very uncomfortable with an unhappy ending. It may be really tough for you. Um, but it's definitely thought-provoking. Because you see, it's almost kind of freaky. Um, well, a theme of one of the episodes is how um, your conduct in, in, in um, everyday life gets judged. You get an actual score from other people. It's like, oh, well, this interaction was fun. I'll give you like five stars. And like if you know, it affects your standing. It affects like your upward mobility in life. And then this slightly got adapted in, in a different country. It kind of came true. 
And so that was super freaky. And it, or um, one episode was about um, cloning. That you can clone a person, but you know, they won't be the same. And it's a painful lesson that you will miss something. You want something so bad, and you know you got them, you got their DNA, and you, you got them back, but still the human essence is gone. So that was a really you know interesting episode as well. So that's like a pet cemetery type episode. Yes, yes, exactly. There's even a um, interactive game on Netflix where it's actually is um, really deep. There's puzzles within this game. Uh, it's a choose your own adventure, and like there's little puzzles you can solve that you know lead you to different paths in the game. I haven't played it myself, but it's it's on Netflix, I believe. Interesting. A, a very kind of interactive um, kind of show. That's that's kind of new and different. Huh. So, so Black Mirror. Well, then I guess you definitely sold me, just like everybody else. So, you know, you know, so now it's time for me to, to give it a watch on Wednesday. And the next time we do another show, whether it be later this week or next week, then we can actually talk about it a little bit without giving away too much. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. So it definitely has me intrigued. But now I have to get on the horse and definitely try something new. Uh, but please yeah. continue. But please continue. What else do you have? Because I do have something for you as well. But uh, I don't want to monopolize the show. So, <laughs> so go go on there, young man. Um, in terms of recommendations or about, about Black Mirror. Oh, oh, recommendations. Okay. Um, a really good um. I guess, um, show that I really enjoyed was um on uh Amazon Prime. Now, I feel like I don't find that many shows I like on Amazon Prime, but um, one is called Invincible. It is based on the um, well-received uh, Robert Kirkman comic book. And so it's about um, superheroes, but the very um, interesting twist, it's not, it's been done before, but it, I think it did it really well, where um, the most powerful, unstoppable superhero turns his back on the world and his son and he's trying to hide it for a little bit and his son is a new superhero and he's trying to find his footing and learning what it takes to be a hero and to and what it means to be a hero as well the voice acting was very good um i uh i'm going to really enjoy um even um uh i think steam chow he was in the walking dead he's the main character uh invincible the opponent's character, and so you see, kind of, um, it's a shocking, it's brutal, it's very gory, of like, what would happen if Superman, kind of just revealed himself to be like, all of you are just bugs, and I'm here to take your world, and there's nothing you can do about it, and all the heroes are are powerless against me, so it's, and the ending, I really enjoyed the ending, it it, it just like. And I feel like, oh man, it was a heartbreaker, just like how it all ended. It's like, man, it was like emotional. And it was like, I really enjoyed it. And it's going to be in the second season. So I, I want to recommend Invincible on Amazon Prime. Hmm. Okay. So I have two for you. And then I will go into technology a little bit. So uh-huh. this is an older one. This was shot um, in the early 2000s. It's called Six Feet Under. Have you heard of that show? Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah, Six That's Feet good. Under. It has multiple series. Uh, it's a story uh, of family um, who work in a funeral home. 
and it's by generation by generation. It goes through the trials and tribulations of each character. Um, a good thing about the show is each character has their own character depth, has their own particular story to it, and it constantly is a twist and turns of plots, plot twists, and just like you described for Black Mirror, not everything has a happy ending. And each series, you know, each uh, episode and each season will just keep you hooked in. It's tremendous. Um, it's from HBO, and so I really do recommend that. You can find Six Feet Under on Max, and of course you can find it on YouTube if you'd like to as well. So the good thing about this show is that it doesn't get boring. You know, you know, each each character pulls you in, and it takes you on a pretty much an emotional ride, which is a good thing. It's a good thing to watch a show that really brings out emotions in you instead of straight action, straight drama, straight thriller, stuff like that. There's so many different layers to each episode, which is really good. You know, a mixture of, you know, a little bit of humor, a little bit of drama, a little bit of, a little bit of horror, a little bit of thriller added onto it. And the bad part about the series is the ending. It's your, and see, I'm not going to spoil it. I was very tempted to, to spoil it, but yes, um, the ending, in my opinion, is something to be desired. So a, a long series like Six Feet Under, it's very engaging. So just enjoy it for, for what it is. Mm. Nice. Nice. Uh, first up, get X. <laughs> <laughs> and my second recommendation, once again, it's something that came out many years ago also. Now, take this ride with me, folks. Um, many years ago, I want to say 2000, uh, 2003, 2004, as uh, TV was evolving more and more, um, they came out with um, Spike TV. There was a channel called TNN, the National Network, that got switched over to Spike TV. Does that sound familiar to you at all? Yes, it does. That's, that's where they had a wooden wrestling show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so switching over, they switched to Spike TV, a, t a, a, a television network for men, Teehee. They came out with shows like The Man Show, all these things you can look up on YouTube, a show called The Man Show, the adult cartoon remake of Ren and Stimpy, which lasted for one season, another story there, um, uh, animated cartoon called Stripperella featuring Pamela Anderson. Um, and they came out with a series called Gary the Rat. Now, my inner circle knows that I'm a humongous Gary the Rat fan. All it is, it stars Kelsey Grammer from Frasier. Um, are you familiar with him? Oh, I am. You know, that was it. Uh, Toss Helen and Scrub Legs does a song. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it's an animated series. Kelsey Grammer plays a high-powered lawyer. Very crooked very mean and whatnot. One day, for whatever reason, the fates decides to turn him into a rat. And the whole series, this was one season, and it's about how he's a rat, how he has to try to turn back from being a rat, never learns his lesson, and he goes on all these wacky adventures. And it's very biting, very sarcastic, very mean-spirited. And that speaks to me uh, because I'm very sarcastic and mean-spirited sometimes. Um, it has, and it has very biting humor. It's really, really good. Um, unfortunately, you really can't find it too many places. Um, you can find it on Amazon Prime. 
Um, of course, you can you know buy the episodes and whatnot if you don't feel like doing that. I recommend watching everything in the original format. Look on DailyMotion.com and just type in Gary mm. the Rat. You'll see the original format and and how the episodes look like. Um, I think it's eleven episodes, but once again, it's very sarcastic, very biting. Take the show House and put it in animation form, and you have Gary the Rat. Mm. Nice. Yeah, that'd be kind of interesting. You know, I think uh, Frasier itself had like a kind of cult following with younger people. They kind of enjoyed how different it was. But um, yeah, that sounds kind of fun too. Interesting. Yeah, so, and finally the good parts about Gary the Rat. Once again, the animation, it was way ahead of its time. Um, the dialogue was really, really good. Once again, it's like house and animated version. The bad part, if any, about Gary the Rat is that it was only one season. Spike TV with their animation block didn't really get off the ground because once again it was way ahead of its time not a whole lot of people understood what it was about so they were quickly to cancel it you know quickly to complain so they took it down so you really can't find Stripperella you really can't find the first season of the new Ren and Stimpy because it was too much too soon so I was very fortunate enough to stumble upon that but a little Easter egg is you can still see MXC, Most Extreme Elimination. Um, it's a, it was a Japanese game show labeled uh, Takeshi's uh, Castle. Castle. Yeah. But they redubbed it in English, and it kind of poked fun at it. So MXC, you can see that on the Tubi app, or you can watch it on YouTube. Yeah. Like, it's also kind of weird to see the original version of Takeshi's Castle, because it was pretty old, and so... Um, the uh one of the hosts of uh, B Takeshi. He's actually a really good actor. I really liked him a lot. Um he plays like a lot of gangster films. Um I I would like to recommend um uh a movie called Dautuichi, uh Blind Swordsman. He, that was a really good movie that he was in. I think you might really like that. Hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. So I mean so not to get off on a tangent about television shows too much but we kind of talked off air a little bit about technology and this time i'll give a point and we can kind of go all over the board here a little bit as we're getting our feet wet back again or because we're on a two for making people happy see you know we're, we're trying here we're, we're trying yeah. <laughs> so and i've always told myself i'm not going to be that guy but i've always made the joke i'm not going to be that guy but now i am that guy you know I, i'm that uh, older more mature fellow um, that is more or less against the new stuff. Never thought I would be. And no, no, no. Let me hold on. Let me backtrack a little bit. I'm not against the new stuff. I am more apt to stay in my little bubble, which is kind of hypocritical because I always preach growth and whatnot. But technology-wise, I'm leaving it to the young kids for this one. So my question to you is, Kevin, with all the new technology and everything coming out, AI iPhones, stuff of that nature, do you think we're kind of better off without it? Because, you know, the most simplistic of things that we were so used to doing on our own, we're letting something else do it for us, like simple math equations. You'd be surprised how many times I've walked into a market or a cafe and ordered food or bought something and I've given exact change and they stare at me very blankly. 
because <laughs> they don't know to do simple math in their head and they're relying on the computer to do the work itself um, or simple directions. Most people don't know how to use a map or most people mm. don't know how to write cursive. You know, the things in former generations that are technically outdated, but mm -hmm. hypothetically speaking, if technology itself, just for whatever reason, stopped for one day, everyone would lose their freaking mind. A perfect example mm -hmm. is when the internet goes down. For whatever reason, time stands still because mm -hmm. people don't know what to do if they can't log on you know, to their laptops or get on their phone or stuff like that. They just seem just to mentally kind of kind of short circuit versus mm -hmm. back in our days, we would pick up a book or we go outside or we go to a friend's house or have this bizarre thing called imagination. Mm. So, well, hmm. I'd like to say that technology in all its forms throughout humanity it has it always represents new opportunities as well as new challenges um it's kind of funny i think i mentioned to jeff and at Cyril bear that um people kind of forget that way way back in the day when they first had the advent of the printing press and reading people thought oh that's gonna be bad for them people won't be able to remember anything they're just gonna have to read it <laughs> just like you know like oh no the oral tradition of passing that story will just go away people just get dumber so i think it's <laughs> funny and it always comes that way or when we think about um you know during the industrial revolution people to smash up machines like oh no it's gonna take up our our jobs oh no those poor phone operators <laughs> and so or or even funny back in the 90s where you see movies like swordfish they're so scared of the internet or uh, watching the, the lawnmower man that's a real fun one <laughs> like a virtual reality flying toaster and screensavers help me <laughs> so um it, like I guess humanity adapts, and that, and we also should keep in perspective that originally the goal of technology was to make human life easier. Um, it, you know, you've probably been to um, the Carousel Progress in Disneyland, and so that was a kind of theme to see, like, oh, how the uh, you know technology adapts and changes, and like it painted a very rosy view of technology, and not the the downsides. Um, you know, people were scared of cars. People were scared. If um, it's funny to think about when first one of the first films is a train that's coming towards the camera, and people ran out of the theater screaming, <laughs> thinking it was going to hit them. That's a fun one too. And so, yes, a technology like is really amazing because you got to think. And virtually most people's pockets, you have access to one of almost an unlimited amount of information at your fingertips. You could look up anything. You could learn some esoteric fact. You could really build a life out of it. You can build a career simpler from this. But at the same time, um, I had a book recommendation from a friend called Documentation, excuse me, about how it is ruining our ability to focus and concentrate. Um, in my professional life, I advise people to think about it in a digital diet because, you know, it, is, it has negative impacts on childhood development. Even the way your brain is is forming, 
your attention span, your ability to have different kinds of focus, um, your behavior, even like you know your your lifestyle habits, you know even like things such as posture, you know your fitness level, your ability to regulate your mood, those are kind of impacted. And so I'm like, I want to tell people, think about it. So it's a trade-off. Um, I mean, it kind of is insidious. There's even studies of how saying like very young children and elderly people are probably spending the same amount of time on screens. And it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Uh, go figure. So, <laughs> right? Because it's, it's easy entertainment. It is, it's like, it's, it's little effort. Think about playing like something like um, um, Harvest Moon or Animal Crossing. You know, it's so much easier to plant the garden and water it and watch your flowers grow versus doing it in real life. It's like, okay, well, why did the, my tomato plant just die? <laughs> like, well, that was the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you know, how do you feel that, um, well, you know, social media has impacted your life, Asian? Well, I'm not a big fan of social media. I use it just to um, advertise the podcast. And I advertise my animation. That's pretty much all I use it for. Now, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to pretend like I don't use it just to be nosy and stuff like that and see what's going on in the world versus turning on my television or picking up a newspaper. Remember those folks? And other than that, I believe it has its positives. I'm not going to lie. You know, it has its positives. And, of course, it could definitely benefit the world and itself as far as, you know, getting out there, learning new things. You know, really, really studying the world because, you know, we only had a certain amount of knowledge at our fingertips before the Internet was was created. Um, in some aspects, I believe it has been abused. It has been taken advantage of. You know, now social media is basically seen like just a gossip center. And... I can't speak for everyone, and I'm not going to be egotistical to speak for everyone. Um, but I just believe in, in my in my own mind that it's not really a positive that we really think it should be. Um, and I, I I know to the people out there listening, you know, old man Adrian has no idea what he's talking about. He's so out of touch. Never thought I'd ever hear that in my lifetime. <laughs> but. I just think, and I'm, I'm throwing out all these classic old phrases that certain times of certain generations, it was better when we were, when we had little bits and pieces, little, little spoon fed bits, baby birds of, uh, of technology, because now I believe we have too much too soon. And instead of using it for growth, it's kind of being abused in the way of taking advantage of bank accounts, taking advantage of people, or, you know, dipping into the quote-unquote evil dark web. Only a microcosm of people do that. Um, but it's not being used for its sole purpose. I'll give you an example. I don't want to drone on too long. But a prime example is when uh, my brother first introduced me to the Internet. And he showed me AOL. Remember that, kids? <laughs> and so he let me know that, you know, you can look up anything you want. 
You can check out anything you want. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm a wrestling fan, so I'm going to dip into the wrestling stuff. So I'm like, okay, wrestling, blah, blah, blah. I looked over, and the first thing he did, he looked up porn. I'm like, okay, great, okay. I see, I see where this is going to go, you know, stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, so this is an avenue. Okay, that's great, you know. And so you fall down a rabbit hole of looking at just something in Russia or something in Germany, and you have all this information being thrown at you at once. And I agree with you when you say we need like a dietary supplement of just technology. But I'm, yes. but I'm pretty much getting, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty much getting off the, the, the main question you've asked me. Um, it's just that once again, I just think it's too much too soon. And mm-hmm. now with more technology coming out, do I think it's going to be a Terminator Rise of the Robots? No, absolutely not. That's insane and silly. But I just think we need to have that healthy balance of technology versus, you know, God-given common sense. You know, pick up a book, pick up a newspaper, go outside, you know, something, something or rather. Uh, I'm not going to turn, turn into a communist country to where we get like, oh, you only get five hours in another day. No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> I just think, you know, we need to have the healthy balance, you know, so we don't ruin our posture, ruin our eyesight. You know, carpal tunnel syndromes, just various things like that. I think we need to scale it back just a little bit. Mm. And it's and it's tough. It's tough. It's like it's one of those things where it's not all just personal responsibility because there are forces out there that make you use technology. Like look at things now. You have to have a cell phone if you want to be able to access this, this, and this. You gotta do it. I mean, again, like. I felt that today I tried to sign up for another bank account and I'm just like, what? What do you mean I have to do this through the app? Why don't we just do it through your computers right there in front of you? Like, oh no, it's a, now it's a legal thing. Like, thanks Florida, you're being stupid again. <laughs> and so, you know, when there are forces out there like being social media that's made to make you stay there as long as possible. They track how long you are. They can track, you know, uh, you know what you're looking at, what your biases are, what your personalized algorithm is to to suck you in but again it's so it's so much less effort than you getting in a car going somewhere to spend time with a friend and and do something together that's active out there taking a risk when on when it's just like it's so much easier and and you know and i would say less filling to live <laughs> to live a life where you know you're 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 on a screen from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep, it is, but it's so much less effort. And so I think naturally people are like, okay, I'll do it. Cause it's like that soft surrender. Right? Like being like, you know what? This is, there's more life than this. You know, let's see what else I can find out and learn and experience out there outside of just being in front of the screen. And, and, and I agree. I really agree. Um, I used to, and in my younger years, like I'm dating myself so much here, in my younger years, you know, I had my laptop and I had my video games, everything passed through the internet. You know, I would just do a whole lot of, you know, hacking stuff because I was like that way. Statue of limitations, folks, you can't come get me. Um, I would do a whole bunch of hacking stuff. But now, once again, as I get older, 
Yeah, you're right. It's become a necessity more than just kind of a gift. Because in the very beginning, you didn't really need it. You know, you're like, okay, I can log online. I can do this and this and this and turn it off and continue on with my life. But now you're right. You know, our phones, we must have it. Sometimes our cars, we have to have it. Or we come home, watch something streaming, we have to have it. Because if we don't have it, you know, we're back in a quote-unquote stone age. So, and... Mm -hmm. And a good portion of us can't handle it. And it's just really, 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 really bizarre. And I'm curious. I guess you can call it a morbid curiosity. What would happen, Kevin, if we lost the internet for a week? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, well, I, well, I mean, obviously the fall of civilization won't happen. But I'm just curious to see what would happen if we just lost it for a week. Well, this is a fun, you know, thought experiment. Well, first of all, I wouldn't be able to work because I work remotely. Like, well, uh, let me, hopefully, you know, my phone still works, you know, because that way I can contact my supervisor like, hey, due to the blackout, I can't work. What am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I think it would screw up part of the economy. Could kind of freak out. Um, it screw up supply chains because a lot of that's automated. Um, screw up banking because that's a lot of it's, you know, doing to that um people would yeah people would just get like completely bamboozled i like to think of it as like a semi adjacent to lockdown where like i view the you know the um lockdown as a disability simulator and then people are like oh my god what do i do <laughs> and you had to really think is like well you gotta think what's you gonna do and so uh but that would be crazy I think that'd be kind of a man. That'd be an interesting social experiment. You know, like, well, now you're, you know, back in the '80s. Enjoy. Now you're in high waisted pants and you're blow hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it'd be it'd be interesting to think, because before we had all this technology, we went to the library, or a good portion of us went to the library, and we would read, you know, mainly, you know, fiction books. Not really looking for something updated. Not really looking for something new. And now everything we read is always on a Kindle, always on a laptop. Or very rarely you will have people in your life that will go to a secondhand bookstore or to a thrift store and just buy books. And it's an amazing thing to, to know people that have bookshelves full of full of books. And they've gone to numerous bookstores just to buy more because they would rather read than pick up a Kindle. And that's just, to me, to me, that's just amazing. And I, it really shouldn't be amazing because we should all be reading. But it's just an amazing thing to me knowing that they will rely on the quote-unquote old-school method versus going online and just doing it that way. Because the times I miss sitting in bed reading a book before bed instead of being on my laptop or being on my phone or staring at my blue TV till it burns my retinas, <laughs> I'd rather just... You know, rather just relish in the fact that I can literally pick up a book and just be okay with that and not have mm. to log onto my internet and get a strong signal or forget my Wi-Fi password or stuff like that. Yeah. You know, the good news is that um, there was a resurgence of people buying analog books. And people in general do prefer like a, a good old paper book, hardcover, hardcover or, or, you know, paperback versus a Kindle. So, you know, there is that kind of trend where people are like, hey, I don't want to be looking at my <laughs> phone tab like this. 
And so there is that trend. And like, um, I want to recommend something to people. I've been learning Braille. And that is a very mindful experience because you have to just shadow everything else and to use your sense of touch to perceive the various bumps and associate that with a letter. You can't, you can't be sitting on a screen. You, you have to completely just shut everything out to really feel it out. It's been a very, I'd say, positive experience. You know, real, not just for the blind. It could be true for anybody. I think when you experience it and you start to, you know, to start getting some rhythm, feeling, recognizing, hey, that says tomato. It's a really cool experience. Hmm. You know, like shout out to the, um, Hadley.edu. You can get some free uh, uh, Braille um, Braille uh, book and uh, donate to them. They're, they're a good cause out there. Well, interesting. I mean, I mean that, that really could be a, a good challenge to people, <clears throat> you know, that, that want to do something different in their lives. Or to want to, you know, evolve, like we've preached about ad nauseum, something different, mm-hmm. something new. Um, I'm going back to learn German. And, oh. Yep, because I've took German for four years. I lived in Germany. I came back to the States, and everyone speaks Spanish. So all my German has kind of gone down the tubes, and that's no one's, that's no one's fault but my own. <clears throat> so that's something I need to brush up on, and also... My goal next year is to go to Japan, like I was originally before COVID hit. So I need to practice and study my Japanese. And I used to have um, this um, app. Excuse me, I don't want to say app. It was actual DVD. Remember those kids? Um, (laughs) uh, It was called the Rosetta Stone. And the Rosetta Stone helped you learn languages. And it was all interactive. But of course, you know, I misplaced that during my multiple travels. So it's a challenge to myself to really kind of unplug from technology and just go back to the basics and, and, mm-hmm. and, re- and really challenge myself and challenge my memory and my motor skills to, you know, to, to learn those words and phrases. Because all I know from my German experience is, kennst du Ingo? Yeah, Ingo is my friend, which means, do you know Ken? Yes, he's my friend. That's all I know. So, <laughs> so I need to go back. I really need to brush it up. But, you know, I know that there are many different methods on YouTube I can look at or I can download an app and do that. But I'm like, no, I'm going to go back and do it the old-fashioned way because to me it works a little bit better. Mm. Well, 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 Adrian. Nihongo renshishio. Gesundheit. Oh. I'm sorry, I'm, I was kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, you want to practice some Japanese? Let's do it, man. Oh, like, and I do not mind. Do mind least, but that's something I need to study as time goes on. I need to get better. I want to write it and, and stuff like that. So when I go, I'm not going to be just a typical you know, tourist looking around asking for directions. I want to at least try to fend for myself until I get confused or... I may have to reach out for help. Yep. So, like, um, as a former ESL uh, instructor and current speech language pathologist, um, I want to, to, you know, give my my opinion, and that you shouldn't rely on these apps. They're a good starting point and they're a good supplement, but that's just it. They're a supplement. It's no replacement for true interaction, true learning. 
because language doesn't work out that way. You don't, language is not something you just throw at somebody and just absorb. That's not how you learn it. You learn things through meaningful experiences. Once you are in Japan and you have to like, oh crap, how to get back to the train station. And then you're able to like say it, like, oh, okay, okay. Now I know eki means station. And then because you had that meaningful experience, you will learn it. I learned the word um, for IV, henteki, by having an operation in Japan. And like, I'm like, oh man, people are cut into me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I learned those words. And like, um, and like, language is also a a negotiation. It's people exchanging ideas. And you know, you can't do that with just like a YouTube video. You can't do that with that with that stone. It's a, a, not a meaningful true relationship. Doesn't even think about what you and I are talking about right now. Language is is everything, ever changing. We could just say something completely random, and then it's like, well, what do you do when they feel through that curveball at you? And that's how you learn. Yeah, that is true. I mean, uh, the, the four the four years of German that I've learned really didn't prepare me to when I had really deep conversations um, mm-hmm. when I was there, or I purposely got lost in Berlin because I wanted to challenge myself and to get back to Köln, one of the smaller towns in Germany, to get back to my host family, you know, because I felt confident enough to, you know, to where I want to go and have that adventure. This is before things got really kind of wonky, you know, around the world um, and where you can literally hop on a train and just go anywhere and be safe. Um, But of course, obviously things change now, so you really can't do that. But um, yeah, that's this personal challenge to myself because now I'm at a phase in my life now to where, okay, humble brag time, folks. I, uh, I'm at where I am mentally, physically working on it. Still have that one ab, trying to find the others. And uh, I'm, I'm wealthy enough to where I can make that travel. So it's my own personal challenge to keep on expanding my mind because once again, folks, time's a ticking. So I want to get as much knowledge as I can and make that travel and make those memories so I can pass them down, you know, to my little one and, uh, you know, have him tail the tale of Walker Racy a la Hamlet and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and Horatio. So. Very nice. You know, I'm, I'm very happy you had that, that experience in your life. I'm happy that you push yourself and you, um, it is something that not a lot of people have the courage to do. You know, like you had the opportunity, you went for it, you, you challenged yourself and you grew from it. That's something that nobody can take away from you. I think that's amazing. I think that's awesome. Yeah, well, well, thank you. I do appreciate that. Now, now speaking of challenges, uh, before we, you know, before we wrap up here, um, other than yourself studying Braille, what other challenges that are you going to do for yourself, say, within the next couple of years? Okay. Man, oh man, I've got a lot. <laughs> like, I need to make another pivot in my professional career because I feel like I have an anxiety about money. And so I'm trying to adapt a more, um, I guess, expansive mindset to think that, okay, you shouldn't spend all your time making another entity rich. You need to branch out and try to think what else you do. So I'm planning to, you know, expand my, my skill set. And so I've got two paths in front of me. I'm really considering which path to take. Um, 
I am going to be thinking about where I want to live next. You know, where I am now, I mean, it could be the easy way out, but it's not going to bring me happiness. It's not going to bring me contentment. I know this. And I'm making steps to get through it. You know, like, I'm going to clear my financial debts. I'm going to... I'm going to just bring up some new challenges. Like, um, after the show with me yesterday, I was thinking about doing, or planning to do with a friend, a silent retreat. And I think that's going to be very powerful. Like we just talked about today, like, what would happen if you cut out all technology from your life? All of it. Nobody can call you. You have no computer. What even happens when you take away the simple act of talking? What do you find out about yourself? And I think I need to be brave enough to experience that. Because I'm going to bring myself down and see what's inside of me. I know what's really gonna make me happy. I gotta do something really, <laughs> really challenging for that. And I think I found my challenge. I hope you know, Agent. If you're, you know you're down for it, you'll 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 be you'll be part of it too. And so those are some of my um, goals for the next few years. And I'm always up for the challenge, because that's just the main goal in life: is you keep on pushing yourself. <laughs> Because what's the point of just being stagnant sitting there? And a little brief little blurb before we go into rants. Um, I had a week off. Had a week off. And I had the ability to go wherever. You and I had this conversation off, off, uh, off uh, camera. And I chose to stay home. And, and, and do a little bit of things here and there. Challenge myself a little bit. And I took one day. Just not to do anything to do nothing and you would not believe kevin how insane it made me because for a good chunk of my life i've been always on the go always busy always working on projects always doing something to better myself my situation you know my family you name it it is what it is but i had one day not to do anything and i challenged myself to sit down and just do nothing and it drove me absolutely insane. I couldn't do it. So now that you mentioned on the last show about this opportunity to sit for four days without saying a word or maybe even longer, depending upon how long you know, the human body can take it, that's something I want to challenge myself. Because <laughs> people, you know, people in my inner circle have said, you know, you have to relax. Sit down, do nothing. I'm like, that's not, that's, that's not in my DNA. I have to do something. I have to make a difference or to build and improve on something because I'm not just a meat with eyeballs. I can't sit around and do nothing. So this would be a nice little personal challenge just to give it a shot. Mm -hmm. Yes, like, um, you know, like this week I'm going to be talking to another friend that did it about how powerful experience it was. And I was just like, you start to, you remember just like really drinking like, you know, what's around you, like the sensation of like the sun in your skin. Or the you know listen to the beating of your own heart, little things like that where we just like completely ignore that because we're busy trying to be productive and take care of our responsibilities all the time. Because like again, when you really break it down, what will happen? Like this is why I like post-apocalyptic fiction because what happens when all this the superfluousness of, of of modern life is taken away and this crisis happens? What's that show you about people? Well, that is true. I mean, you know, it's just like those, just like those, you know, television shows and movies. You know, once everything is stripped away, do you just crack under pressure and and just snap, or do you adapt to it and you make you make the best of it? Mm -hmm. hmm. 
you know, exactly. I mean, that's I, I hope that you know someday soon we could like talk about the experience on the on the podcast and just really tell people like what we learned, like in a way that I think help people don't even think about ever challenging themselves in this way. Well, this is what we do. I mean, we you know we, we want to push the people who choose to listen to us and choose to interact with us. We want to push them to become better. Now, like I've said so many times, you know, I'm not better than anyone, but no one's better than me. So I, I like that little saying because we want each other to be better every single day of the week. Because we can't just walk around with blinders on, just oblivious to everything and, and uh, just accepting who we are. We always want to do better. So now, of course, Kevin, like I've said before, I mean, we have cured world hunger. We've cured the, uh, the energy crisis. And we've cured diseases. So I think it's time for us to uh, slowly wrap the show up and just whether it be rants or to speak your mind, and by all means, I will allow you to go first because your rants are always entertaining. Oh, rants. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Like a sprinkling of negativity. Just a bounce. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rants. <laughs> um, so I really enjoy this podcast called Life Kit. It's got so much great advice about so much about life that people don't even think about getting advice on, like how to mourn the pet, well, the loss of a pet, how to choose a bank, how to, you know, get a, you know, break a relationship with your therapist. Really great stuff. And it, there was an episode about um, how to incorporate play into your life. And uh, a really interesting thing that um, a psychologist stated that adults are so easily embarrassed. And like that is absolutely true and like anything can bring shame to like a, a most adults from like even accidentally touching another adult or or stuttering or you know anything and just bring humiliation to an adult and it's just so silly it is so strange that we have to hold ourselves to these unreal, unrealistic expectations of like, oh, you gotta be adult and do this. You can't laugh. You can't be silly. You can't just let go of it. It's just, and it happens in, in such subtle ways. And so I don't like that part of being an adult, that everything is just so dead serious. Maybe it's just because maybe it's an American thing. Maybe it's where, you know, the people around me. But I feel that when, you know, like life is just, that's why I think sometimes that philosophy of absurdism, like what are we even doing in life? Why are we just like, you know, doing these strange things? Because what does it matter in the end when we all become stardust again? You know? That's where we're at. <laughs> and, and, and I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly. My rant, I won't try to make it too deep, my rant is everyone is different, obviously. Everyone has a different mindset. Everyone has a different mission. And aside from trying to bring people up, not necessarily to my level or your level, just bring people up in general. Sometimes I have these thoughts of why am I here? It's not those 2 a.m. thoughts you're laying in bed and you can't sleep and you wonder everything about the universe. No, it's a daily thought I have in my mind of why am I here? Why are things shaped the way they, they why things are shaped the way they are? 
you know, you know, why is the sky blue? No, we're not going to break it down to a reflection of the ocean. No, no, we're going to, or why do people have certain <laughs> traits and just things like that, breaking down the little intricacies of, of people, places and things. And, you know, and of course, just wondering why. Um, my brain is slowly morphing into that of a child's mentality, not necessarily the intelligence level, but just the, the question of why. And I've always had this thought process and I always wondered, you know, if that, if, if that makes me weird or, or makes it seem like a disability to always wondering why, why things are the way they are. You know, and not questioning my mortality anymore, but just wondering the simple things of why. You know, why is hair in a certain place, or why are eyes in a certain place, or, you know, why is this thing tangible? Why I can reach out and touch some things? Just silly things like like this that I constantly think about, and and so I come up with this this theory that once you know everything then it's time to move on to the next step and that step means death not necessarily a bad thing to fear but once you unlock certain chambers of your brain what else is there to do you know kind of thing um that's why one the one things i believe is this is why a lot of people don't understand death you can't study it. You can't, you know, break it down. You can't have deep conversations about it because it scares everyone. Because the main thing is what scares humans is the ideals of not knowing. And that's the one thing that it's universally <laughs> spoken is that no one knows about death. You can say, I don't know about football and you can study it. I don't know anything about hockey, you know, but I can study it. But you can't study death. And I think that's one of the main reasons why it terrifies most people. Because obviously, there are exceptions to the rule. Of course, you know, you know, disease and famine and stuff like that, that speeds up the process. But just the natural length of a human being's life, we're always afraid of that step until it happens. And then when it happens, you can't report on it. You know, you can't report on it. You don't know what happens afterwards. And all we just have are theories. We have theories to be reincarnated. We have theories that are going to go to a different place, you know, upper or lower, or even in the middle. Or are we going to come back as a tree or something like that? Or there's just nothing. It's like turning off a TV set. The TV set has no memory. You know, you don't you don't know what's on the next program or anything of the sort. You, it's just a fade to black kind of thing. And having these weird conversations that literally make you think and ponder, that's that's you know that's chilling and exciting in the same breath. So that's my rant. I'm just wondering why about everything. And once I know everything at my level, then it's time to move on to the next step. Yep. Thanks, like Adrian. That. Just uh, bring down, uh, bring down the whole tone uh, of the show right there. <laughs> no, it's it's no. I think that's that's kind of important to to think about. Why is unlocks knowledge? Like why drives exploration? That is a key question, and I would dare say 
it has led to so much innovation in the world and in the expansion of the human consciousness. Like everything we have, all the knowledge we have, I think starts at the question why. It is, it is, even in when you're doing like um, political research, you have to have a hypothesis and a null hypothesis, and it's like a why. And so I think this is a, is a good thing. Because to go through life with a machine to just follow instructions without any question, then what are you living for? Where are you going to go other than just be like, you know, a cult member? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, I mean, who knows? I mean, uh, David Koresh could have been right. Who knows? Anyhow, but uh, <laughs> now for those of you who don't know who David Koresh is, look it up, people. Look it up. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Now, um, as the show has uh, come to a close, um, I will let everybody know, of course, that you can find uh, this show um, on 21 free different platforms. Just do a Google search if you like. Instead of going to Spotify, Our Heart Radio, all that fun stuff, just go to Google and type in the Walker AC Experience. It'll show you all the platforms that it's on for free. Uh, be sure any platform you find us on, be sure you subscribe, um, comment, and share amongst everybody else this little bitty show in this humongous world of podcasting you chose to listen to us download us and talk about us we really do appreciate that and where can they find you mr kevin well i um usually you can find me on as co-host of serial bear with my good friend jeff asai um we just you know record episode you'll find it on facebook's and also the same platforms now that we're on the flagship of the walker is experience so, um, yeah, just uh, feel free to uh, comment and like and subscribe, you know, if you post on our Facebooks. But uh, also, hey, why don't you remind the, the listeners of our email? Yes, because I keep forgetting to do that. And, uh-huh. yeah, uh, you can always write to us under slackingmajestically01. That's slackingmajestically01, yahoo.com. You know, anything you send to us, we will gladly respond, maybe read it on the air. And, of course, I haven't mentioned this in a very, very long time. Um, show us some love at cafepress.com forward slash W-A-C-E. That's where our clothing line is. Uh, clothing, pillows, blankets, stationaries, lights, even stuff for your dog, which is really scary. You should not be dressing your dog up in clothes and because he has fur. Anyhow. But, yes, you can find stuff under there as well. Uh, and of course, very soon we shall be coming up with a Patreon account uh, to where you can find some hidden shows and listen to everything from the very beginning. Cringeworthy, but it's who we are, folks. Um, and finally, Mr. Kevin, you, um, your turn for shout outs before we go. Shouts. Okay. Shout outs go to customer service um, workers that try. Because I remember during the lockdown, people started saying like, oh, you're the real heroes. Thank you for your service. And then really quickly, they just, you know, turned into back to be, you know, being treated like dirt. I think that's horrible that, you know, people are out there hustling, trying to make a buck, especially those that, you know, put pride and, and effort into their work. I think that, you know, those people deserve to be treated with kindness and that, it drives me nuts when people don't. But they're doing they're doing their thing. They're doing their thing. They're trying to help you like be nice to them. Like they're 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 there. 
You know, they clean up your garbage. They cook your food. They take care of your children. They take care of of the elderly. They're great. You know, they're needed, and they should be appreciated. And so that's my shout-out for them. Simple, to the point. I like that. Uh, I'd give a shout-out to um, all the podcasters out there. Yes, I'd like to give a shout-out to all the podcasters out there um, because I joined this this little group, this little family, four years ago. And I was not aware that there are so many uh, podcasters out there doing their thing. Um, I'm on Twitter, and sometimes I look at all the shows that people do, and it takes a lot of dedication, a lot of hard work, way more hard work than I put in. Um, I'm a novice at this compared to what I've seen people do. I've seen people capitalize this and make this a living. Uh, a podcast is now the norm. Anybody can do it. Anybody can pick up a mic and hit record and talk for five minutes, two minutes, five hours, two hours, and they can make this work. So I give a shout out to people who chose to do this and are brave. And I know brave is thrown around a lot, but people who are, are, are brave just to speak their minds, good, bad, ugly, and different for however many times a day or a week or a month that they do. Of course, people who make money out of this and they actually can grow their passion in something that, that, that can be a career for them. So I give them all the kudos in the world because I know I can do better <laughs> at this wacky thing you know, that I've been doing for four years, but the people have been doing it for longer and you know, making this something tangible, making a difference with a show. So yeah, definitely shout outs to them. So now that, you know, that proverbial hug is out of the way, <laughs> I like to thank everyone for continuing to support the experience, listening to our shows, giving us feedback and everything in between, because without you, there is no us. I have been Adrian. This has been a Walker AC experience. That has been Kevin You, Not that. He has been Kevin Yu. He's not at that. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to thank my friends our family, our loved ones, people who love us, people who hate us. You still can listen anyhow. And Mr. Kevin, you have the final say, sir, before we say goodnight. All right. Um, I just hope that our words bring you comfort and that you feel some sort of positivity, even a little bit, from just listening to people that are want to be engaging. And they want us to listen to you. That's why we want you to email us, you know, interact with us. Because I think, um, you know, even if it is like almost a parasocial relationship, it's good to reach out to others and to, you know, see what we can appreciate about each other. Cool. I mean, I couldn't have said it any better. Thank you for everyone for listening, and we shall see you again soon.